0: It is
1: a Hyundai Edition Jack Michael Show. Brad Anderson, Derek Hansen. Love this group. We come to you from our palatial... Our fairly nice studios at 1020 South 25th Street. We love it in here. And the studio is uh, is, is the Gunderson Jewelers Studio. OMG, oh my Gundersons. Uh, if you tune in, make it easy to say I do with a custom design wedding ring, Gundersons Uptown in Maine, West Fargo, or Gundersons.com. If you win the lottery tonight, $1.2 billion, I know taxes, $1.2 billion, uh, still not enough to buy the Washington Commanders. Who apparently, uh, now that they're, <laughs> they're checking with the bank to see how that's going on, would you guys purchase, honestly, would you purchase a sports team if it was available? If it was a sports team, Brad and Derek, <clears throat> would it be a hockey team, a baseball team? A ba- owning a sports team, is that appealing to you if you won 1.2? Well, yeah, bill? if
2: I had the money, for sure. Because, well, you look at Red McCombs, it was all the world in early 1998 when he you know, when the Tom Clancy thing didn't work out, it was what two hundred fifty million dollars, and everyone said he's crazy. I mean, two hundred fifty million dollars. Think about that. I mean, Think where do that. you find the money for that for a sports What's franchise? $250 million. So then he turns it around, and you know what? Nine years later, for six hundred fifty million dollars. And now the Wils are sitting there with a over two billion dollar property. So to answer you, you can get a lot of that's a lot of uh, the capital that you're sitting on. If, if, if the way these sports franchises are going up yeah, in price, Jesus.
1: it's like uh, those the successful people that flip homes make probably okay. I money. want to
2: say your Cowboys now. Jerry Jones in the late eighties, I think he bought that for what was like a hundred and eleven million dollars, and he like that, mortgaged everything, everything he had. And Probably people, one of the, people the, thought he was nuts from from Tech Schram. wealthiest franchise in the world, correct or close to? I think to? so. If it's not, it's certainly got to be up there.
3: Bought for 150 million in yep. 1989, it's and that was a lot of money. And he's then. currently valued at eight billion dollars. There you go. Is
1: that the most then? That, that maybe that's the question. <laughs> who's who's because ca- we work in radio, and and you have people that that purchase you know properties that are this.
2: Now, we've seen this movie before, uh-huh, yep.
1: and then turn around <laughs> and sell it for this. And maybe even rebuy it for this and then turn around and sell it for
2: this. Well, yeah. there's that little financial bubble maybe where a certain company bought way too much for way too much money and then they <laughs> right. had to sell off for a right. lot. And, I mean, we're kind of getting inside radio literally here, but yeah. I don't see that happening in pro sports the way it does in other companies. And pro sports
1: now is taken it. It's, C- it's gone, right? The, the ship s- has sailed.
2: Right. Yeah, for sure.
1: What did you say? $150 million? So, Derek, you're close. 150 Brad, you said? And he's worth, uh, it's yeah. nine bill now? 8 bill <laughs> So 1.2 billion you you might be able to get a uh uh a decent uh team might be able to buy some uh, like a minor know. league
2: team there's not you could maybe get an NHL franchise for a billion but I don't think you're get many NBA or NFL franchises for even a billion though cuz didn't they just sell that outfit to the Walmart family? I think they want to sit, I think it was just uh I think the Broncos went to for like almost 4 just now, didn't they? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah,
1: somewhere the uh, the uh, somewhere the value. Now, I think with the Cowboys outside. I mean, we're not talking about just the Cowboys here. I mean, I'm sure you're talking about the land, the building. You're talking about a lot of entities that come Four, into that,
3: right? Four point six five billion. It was in uh, wow. actually the summer for the uh, for the Broncos oh. to the uh, Walton Penner family.
2: That is crazy. Yep, one
1: point two billion. You know what's crazy is the. <laughs> Is the lottery's at one point two billion dollars? You know, someone asked me, "Did you get a ticket?" I said, "I normally get three, but now it's at one billion. I bought four. <clears throat> it really increased those uh, those odds of that. Yeah, it really does. The, it uh, makes a difference. Hey, whatever, whatever fixes the roads, man. <clears throat> whatever, whatever that money. That dollar's going somewhere, isn't it, Derek? You're kind of our sports slash political well, guy, it does, right? On the money side
2: of the river we're sitting in right now. I know it goes to like DNR resources of mine in, goes, in Minnesota. Some goes to the general fund, and mm-hmm. you know, so it's it's a little bit of everything, but the original thing was for a lot of natural resources, though.
1: Uh On the baseball front, the Phillies. Derek and I were chatting about this the other day, and and, and I know when when Chris Coase came in, that was so awesome, a conversation last Friday. Uh, coaster was kind of given behind the scenes on a World Series, and we really, he let us, let us in from a player standpoint, and it was just intriguing. I thought radio was really neat to, to hear all that stuff, you know, that we just don't get experience. And, uh And then Derek came in uh, Monday or Tuesday, Dean, and you looked at it, and we were off air, and he said, You think people are getting into this World Series? And I thought, You know, I don't know what it is. You know, it was, uh, I I don't, you didn't, you don't feel the, like the national verb for the World Series. And then last night, you know, the five home runs, seven nothing, you know, they are a six seed.
2: Shouldn't we though? We should be getting into the the, this is kind of a story here with the Phillies. I think the problem is is when we were watching the World Series and all these you know things have come back with the eighty seven and ninety ones. It pops up on social media, but you didn't have Sunday Night Football on like you do now, and even ESPN would take Game Two off. Remember that they would they would do like a Thursday Night game instead. Because they would give way for Major League Baseball, the the sports leagues would kind of try to help each other out a little bit. Sure. Where well, I think the NFL under Roger Goodell just said bleep it. I mean, if you guys we're are the NFL own, and we're going to play every yeah, week. Yeah, we're going to we do it. And so you know, you and college football didn't play on Saturday nights like they do now. I mean, you'd have right. maybe an ESPN game of the week with Ron F- Franklin and whoever. It was an SEC game. But that was it. Saturday, you know, college football is done at six thirty on Saturday. Yeah, that's really a
1: brilliant point you're
2: making. And it has changed, Derek. Yeah, I mean, so you're competing with Michigan, Michigan State. Probably more people are watching that than game two of the World Series. You know, when when game one was on Saturday and when game two was on a Sunday, and then you had Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, three through five, and then maybe you'd have game seven. Sunday night football compete with that just because, but game seven's a game seven. I, I I think there's I, too much going on. Last night you, point. Got, you got the Wild, you got the Suns, you got the World Series. I mean, that's just a random Tuesday night. It's it's tough.
1: It's a shame, really. It, it, to, to be honest, right. with, I remember when the World Series you'd have a game or two in the afternoon. I mean, we would rally around you know radios if we were at work or or certainly you're home watching television.
2: Well, and the and that's a weird thing. Game six in 1987 was an afternoon game, three o'clock. If I remember right. Yeah, yeah. so that was a, I mean, and that was smart. I think and. and I think you put it on that. I think that helps out kids a little bit instead of so. You how know, do eight you, o'clock on Eastern Time Zone?
1: So we all three of us in this room, and certainly many listening. I'm sure still a baseball. I mean, we it's in my veins. I'm I am sure watched, yours too, I watched, Brad. I and watch it all last the, night, right? Yeah. You know, I listen. And by the way, whether you watch it or, or hear Dan Schulman, who is one of the yeah top top. I mean, he's so fantastic. But so, can you get back? Do we ever get back to the time, or does this become more saturated in sports now? Where we, where we, it's the World Series. (laughs) It's the World Series. I I think baseball's turned into a regional sport.
2: I agree. Wow. I think people care about their team, and that's about it. And they'll follow whoever their team is playing.
1: Can you get back, and if so, how? Or is, or is that uh, ship sailed? Well, I think you need to get on. Part of
3: it is, is. You're watching the playoffs, and I caught this too. And the people in my
2: family that are baseball fans, you gotta know where to find the games. Yeah, I think what they need to do. It is a very good point. And with this day and age and apps and what have you, they gotta do. They gotta go Pete Rosell on it, Rob Manfred, Mm -hmm. and say, "Guess what? We're just streamlining everything." And you know what? There's no blackouts, and there's no all this stuff you want to pay to watch your team you're going to get it and you get on your phone no matter where you are and that's what you got to do i think you know the radio rights there's no reason these things should be blacked out you need like, to let people have access to it as easily as possible when the nfl did that when the afl and the nfl combined and they said guess what we're taking all these games and we are regionalizing on major network part that of, was a game changer yeah, that, mm-hmm.
1: and to that point in my in my opinion Baseball, and I get it. I I hear it. I I know. Obviously, Jack's a big baseball guy. We call baseball. I, I. It's in it's in our veins. And I understand when when even relatives, even sometimes my daughters who love sports. I don't know if we're going to invest three and a half hours to listen to a big, even if it's even if it's their dad or Brad. You know, like they just don't invest in it. So my point is, is that how many sports where people don't pay attention during any part really the regular season, but. But they watch the end all. And and the Super Bowl is one that is like that. You know, you don't... Correct. Right? You don't. You, people may not even care about football. They don't invest. But they'll watch the Super Bowl. I think the NBA Finals are a little bit like that. A little bit like that. Baseball's yep. Baseball is something where the investment, I think, has to be... To Brad's point about it being regional, I think that is correct. There has to be something where the, the general fan that was on the fence and now doesn't care needs to be pulled back in. How does it... It has to be done during the course... Of a regular season, so the investment pays off for a World Series, and that's why I asked as as the as the ship sailed. Or can MLB do something, or is, or is we we're just a different generation now. You know what I mean?
2: That's the fear. You know, I don't I don't know how many people are in, in throw, you know looking seeing Kyle Gibson who's one of the nicest guys in baseball come off the mound actually. Very happy for him, right? I mean it's a great story. I mean
1: Bryce Harper's and and what the Philly some of this Philly stuff that's going that crowd was insane, whether you like Philly or not. That was nuts last night. I mean, right. that, that should just be celebrated last night. That's American. That's a, that used to be the pastime. I was just jacked up on last night's game. I don't have a pony to race, Derek or Brad. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of pulling for the Phillies because there's some ties, you know, obviously with Chris, Chris
2: Coast. Right? Yeah. You know, so, but, but. But I think what it is is you have an unlikable team in the Astros and an unlikable market in Philadelphia, hmm. and that doesn't <laughs> help out either. No. <laughs> <You> know, that, <laughs> that doesn't help. You're making, you're making a lot of not a lot of likable situations going on here.
1: And what did you say? That unlike an unmarketable, unmark- t- an unlikable team in Houston, in an unlikable market, market in Philadelphia. Philadelphia yeah. I'm going to write that one
2: down. That makes about kind of sense. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to pull for there. And Bryce Harper, superstar, not a likable cat either. No, you know. not really.
1: No, and, and he's been the, uh, the, the praising on magazine since he was you know before he could right. go to prom. That's I mean, a uh,
2: great point. I mean, he was hyped up before he even got like drafted, 14 14 right? So years old. There's a couple guys in that. Real Muto, I like. He's a, real, right. a very oh, underrated yes. catcher.
3: I really, I kind of enjoy Kyle Schwarber. He just swings hard, and Casey I Casey love, hits it.
4: <laughs> if he Schwerber. hits
3: it,
2: he hits it four hundred and seventy.
1: Kyle Schwarber looks to me like he's the MVP of the McQuaid Charity <laughs> Softball Tournament. <laughs> Every year, yeah. Those are
2: the, he is the new John Kruk. That's a great analogy. Well, there. I mean, that goes
3: back and goes with the Cubs too. I mean, he Correct. would just he just go up there and just he got a high fastball. And he yeah, I mean, he'd hit it. He'd hit it over Sheffielder Waveland all all the time. I have
1: not seen the ratings and nor uh, whatever it is. Baseball is to me what it is to me. And it is to you what it is to you. And we all it's subjective, right? But um, I'm curious what the numbers are, and I haven't seen any of the the, the, I the ratings that come the back. overnights
2: and on any of that. But I, I'm guessing it's not great.
1: Yeah, and that's, uh, that's a shame.
2: All right, we got uh, actually a texture, actually
3: two texts from the same individual. Okay, uh, One says, Derek just made the preposterous statement tournament, more people watching Michigan State and Michigan football than game two of the World Series.
1: Uh, I don't think that's preposterous. Uh, I'd like to see numbers.
3: Uh, and he says, I'm in, northern, I'm in northern Minnesota. I didn't watch ten Twins games all year, but I haven't missed a playoff baseball game.
1: Well, yet. okay, there you now is that texture at 35270? Uh, a, a norm, or is that the exception?
3: I do like watching playoff baseball. I'm just not home enough to sit on and yeah. watch it. And then last night I was.
1: I mean, it was the World Series. <laughs> I'm with yeah. the texture. It's the that's my point. It's the World Series. I, this is it. It's a fall classic. You know how many great memories and stories and, and, and things that came out of the World Series? You know, they were showing Reggie Jackson's, th- you know, all three of his home runs. and became Mr. October. And I'm like, man, alive, yeah. And, and Yastrzemski, you know, and playoff baseball and pointing it fair, you know, and waving it that way. And, and the shot heard around the world. And Bobby Tide, all these great worlds. Joe Carter going down to get one, that wild thing falling off the box. It's the World Series. I was thinking about that last night. I was coming home from a Computer Baseball League. Thank you very much. And, a, uh, and uh, I'm thinking, how great is this? And, and balls were just flying out of the bank last night. I'm thinking, this is got to be insane. And then I thought, I wonder how many people are taking this in. It's Derek's point that the wild looked good last night, by the way, too. 4 1 over Montreal. The Wolves, hmm, not so much. Still trying to think what I like to say, get traction. Boy, they settle for, <laughs> not to switch it real quick here, but the Wolves sometimes just settle, don't they? Offensively. Brad, did you catch any of the Wolves game last night, I, or Derek? I did not. Yeah, sometimes they look really good. And Towns and Rudy Gobert together are just dominant on on kind of twin tower to twin tower inside, putting putting footbags back, driving in, good spacing, getting to the 10. Are they still not playing defense? And then sometimes, yeah, and and, and Phoenix was trying to, you know, Booker's throwing shots up, which is great. I'm a a Booker fan. But then the Wolves come down offensively, and it'll just be (laughs) pull the trigger three seconds into a shot clock, and Clank went off, and I'm going – Really? That's, that's what we're going to do tonight? Is that how that works? <laughs> they got Milwaukee coming up this weekend. So, yeah, uh, sports talk. Adam Rowland joining us a little bit later on today on the show as we kind of, you know, we're trying to get in as much of the prep stuff this week, too. And uh, those North Spartans take it on the Fargo South Bruins. There's a rivalry that I don't know if it's, it's lost if if it took a few years where maybe it kind of lost the luster a little bit and then now is maybe being reborn in some aspect, or maybe it never has. Maybe it's always been there. But back years and years and years ago when I first you know, I've been in Fargo now thirty some thirty eight years, I guess, Fargo Moorhead, give or take, six, whatever. that used to be just the fire code breaking in, you know, in in buildings that was like the north versus south. And then and maybe I think it waved off, but now I think we're starting to get some of that back Brad. well, I think now that uh, I think
3: about those years that South didn't have a field and they played at the dome all the time, yeah you know yeah and there was some of that you know you'd have the north south game of the dome and oh, yeah. that was prior to Davie's and now they have the own, they have the you know their own facilities and there's definitely more you know West Fargo and Cheyenne are in the picture now, so that certainly has um included things as well maybe that north south right I mean it's it, it's still good, and it's been what twenty-two years. I think it was two thousand when they played last in the uh, playoffs. Texture uh, says, "I think you guys are correct. I think it has become too regional, and with so much entertainment at our fingertips, I think people just follow it on Twitter and other platforms and multitask." Yeah. I really think like the there are ki- kids play ba- still play baseball. A lot of kids play baseball, but I don't think they watch it. They'll they'll look they'll see highlights on their phone, or they'll watch SportsCenter or something, or right. they check it out on Twitter. They're not watching baseball games, although they are playing it. There's a lot okay. of them playing
1: it. Okay, so along this line, and and I'm sure if, you know and I, I'm getting up there a little bit now, but uh, you know we always say, well, my generation, my generation, we did this in mine. We didn't, we didn't stay in it. We played outside. We never were inside, and that's true. We were outside a lot. But would we have been <laughs> if we had, you know, the mobile apps now? Would would we have been? Would would had the internet and everything been available in the '60s and '70s? where would we be now in 2022 or do you think it's just no 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 we appreciated it more uh back then and now there's just too much
2: you know what i'm saying i don't know you Are know we exposed I, to so much i think every generation goes through a thing you know i was in the 80s and everyone accused us of playing atari or in television too much inside sure. but we still played outside quite a bit i was actually on the phone with a friend the other day and you know and um i go out for walks and she was going for a walk and there's a football game going on in the background. I'm like, you know, you, there. you can hear the kids. Do, and my neighborhood kids are playing outside all okay. the time. And I, so I think that – I don't think that's as big of a deal. I think that you always have kids playing in the background when it's nice. I think that's that's always going to be a thing. I just think the attention span – I think there's too much baseball on TV. I think the baseball is not a TV sport. And I don't think it's, you know, for the attention span. You know, when a kid can look at their phone and play a game – Mm-hmm. They're probably focusing on that more mm-hmm. than they are actually, you know, having the patience to yeah, watch a game. Is
1: whether it be Halsey Hall or Ray Scott or John Gordon or Herb Carneal, These are the ones that we reference
2: all the time. Oh, did you hear when Herb said that? Or did you hear when Jack Buck? I didn't did have him? the twins on TV until I was in ninth grade, right? And so I was outside listening to Herb quite a bit up until that point, and that's how I grew up. You know, just. I didn't know what, like, John Butcher's face or Alan Anderson or, <laughs> right. you know, you saw I, this outside of Tom Bernanke's baseball card, I had no idea what he looked like. But you on know?
1: Saturday, you knew her Kirk Gowdy, what Kurt Gowdy looked right. like.
2: Right. <laughs> so, I mean, unless the Twins were on a rare Saturday afternoon game, I didn't really get to see them all that much because I didn't have Channel 9 of the Twin Cities at that so point.
1: So to surmise this, then what I gleaned from this little conversation after the Phillies I go up two games to one 7 nothing shout-out to Houston last night, that it doesn't matter – who the two teams are in the World Series. Is that what we're saying? Then put whatever teams in there, you're going to have the same probably thought where a majority maybe maybe aren't as, as interested because of the saturated sports market. Is that what we – whether it be the Yankees and, and take, take your pick. Is that L.A., the Dodgers? Well, well those are I big mean, markets. You but- know, in baseball, do
3: they market their product well enough? I mean, you think no. guys like Shohei Otani and Mike Trout and no. – even Bryce Harper, to that point, maybe not a real likable sort, but he does have a kind of a flair for the dramatic, and he certainly has this postseason. Well, there's a, a certain number question.
2: 99 in New York right. that they should be marketing every Absolutely. day. Absolutely, he should be front. He's smiling guy. He should be front
3: and center. Yeah. Yes, he should be no on well.
1: every Wheaties box. That's do people still do Wheaties, or is that gone too? Sure, it's Cause there. I,
3: <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I think because it, there's it's still a marketable product. I mean, they still have a lot of young, great young talent. They just. They just kind of well, they the month of July,
2: there's nothing else going on. That's I mean, it. it's right there for you. You know, that's I think the biggest mistake that they're making is not letting every kid be able to listen to the game on an app on their phone. That is the biggest mistake that Major League Baseball has is that they're making it too hard to listen to something for free on their phone. Video whatever. You want to charge, you know, that that uh, I get it cuz people pay for cable TV already. That's part of the deal. But to not let The local radio affiliate, you know, whether they just go on Twins baseballs, you know, whatever. You can
1: explain that, Derek. By the way, it's the same thing. Like a lot of NCAA, uh, uh, there's a lot of restrictions on on uh, affiliates being able to to produce the product. It's the most ridiculous
2: thing ever. I mean, because right now, if you have a radio, it's most likely in your vehicle, and if you're not listening to the radio in your vehicle, you're probably listening to it on your phone. So when you black out that product to the affiliates that want to carry it for you, and they won't let us do that, you're telling people, we don't want you to hear our product. It's the dumbest thing ever. So let, and, let... and so that make it as hard as possible to get your product. I, I've never understood that. I don't think this ballet sports thing helps either, that they're pretty much direct T V exclusive right now outside oh, it's, of cable. I think it, my that, folks that have, has really hurt right, the that, twin. That's a point. I mean, and, and it's something that Dave St. Peter and these groups have to really look at when they're trying to renegotiate it. Come on, we need, people want access, access. to this. And granted, you can switch all your stuff again to it if you want, but for there's going to be a generation of Twins fans out there out of sight, out of mind. If they're not on TV, guess what? Mm-hmm. We just forget about you. No, forget, That's not good. Forget. And, and you talk about winning. You're going to have to win a World Series
1: to get people yeah. to uh, to to come in. And
2: but for to have a kid be out there mowing lawns, whatever their summer job might be, and they could just stick Headside the game on. on their pocket. and Not even your headset anymore. These speakers are so good in the phones. That's true. And just play it. That, they have to let that happen. And I, I've talked to many people within the Twins organization. They don't necessarily disagree. It's just... It's the Rob Manfred group in New York that is not willing to budge on this, and the owners can't agree on this. I think it's a huge thing that's costing them a generation of baseball fans.
1: Text it in at 35270. That's the text club. two three seven thirty seven sixty seven. our local number on this one. Before we break, college football, again, uh, for for argument's sake, uh, Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson. So what happens after Tennessee plays Georgia?
2: Then someone gets knocked down out of the top four. I have no idea. <laughs> you know, so they're the job. And jug- Alabama gets a number. Because <laughs> right. Alabama is still in the driver's seat, even though they lost to Tennessee. Because they, you know, they lost to a non-divisional. They can go all the way to the SEC championship. And you could argue whoever loses this game is still in an okay spot. Because let's say Georgia beats Tennessee. They right? go on to the SEC championship and they lose to Alabama. Now what? Well, now what do you have? The All three teams, if they all finish out. You know, you all have one loss with them. You have three teams in the college football playoff from the SEC. And the that S- is possible. And the
1: SEC gets what they want overall. Just an SEC tournament. Yeah, and, that decides and, and, a championship and Ohio
2: State, right? And, Ohio- and, bring and the then Buc- Clemson and Isaiah. Ohio State can fight for or, or Michigan. Whoever wins that game.
1: And TCU sits back and waves a wand, saying, "What about us?"
2: Yep, exactly. Right? What about us? What a mess! Oh man, lie. For me, that's a
1: life. maybe even Michigan
3: too? But the non-conference schedule—it's kind of kind of hurt. Well,
2: them and that. then. And Michigan and Ohio State are going to cancel each other out because they're exactly like, they're not going to take a one loss team over an SEC team the way that is sitting right now. But yeah, I mean, I think if you're what you're pulling for the Big Ten is well, you know, whoever wins this game coming up on Saturday to win out and win the SEC and the SEC championship and go on and give Alabama two losses
1: and and then see where we're going after that. The, um, uh, so Adam Rowland coming up around the corner. We'll uh, take your calls and more. We're coming up against our, our first break. That was a good segment. A lot of good uh, chatter on that, on, on baseball. Part of me is because I just love the sport so All much. Right.
2: And I looked it up. I, I mean, so the 18-49 demo for Saturday night's game, so you got the World Series. It was like a 1.7. Okay. And Michigan-Michigan State was 1.1. 1. 1. So you're right. You're literally in the So gra- granted, yeah. They beat them, but to to say it's a poster statement, it's a regional game. You're talking about one state in the nation in a Big Ten, two Big Ten Versus schools compared co- compare the World Series. That, I, I'm just saying that all you're splitting up the pie on a Saturday night, and that didn't happen when we were kids, as opposed to 2.8 on the World Series. Well, Game Six of the 1986 <laughs> World Series that we were talking about that was the only game going on on network TV, right? That was it. You know that that was yep. the only thing going on where. I'm sorry, Big Ten football is, it, people are captivated by it. That's the reason they get billions of dollars for TV rights.
1: Let's, uh, should we knock out a, a caller
2: first? Actually,
3: Texter says, uh, exactly, I've not watched a single Twins game since the switch to Bally Sports, nor streaming, Timberwolves, and Wild for that matter. Yeah. That being said, I think if baseball shortened the season down to 100 games, I think it would keep people's attention.
2: Well, you I've know, always said it, the weekend after Labor Day weekend should be the final weekend and start playing playoff games because that's just kind of where we're at in the world right now. Yeah. It's, Let's go to the phone lines and get some folks
1: involved here. John on line one. Hey, John.
4: Yeah, talking to this is kind of goes with what Derek's talking about the baseball blackout thing. I I got blacked out because I didn't have Valley Sports. So I moved uh, different companies. Didn't have Valley Sports. I couldn't watch the Twins, Wild, anything. So I went online and I got uh, the streaming service for MLB Network. Right, so I could watch the games online on my computer. But here's the here's the, <laughs> the quest of it. You can't watch the Twins. Right. Because I, they blacked Re- it out. Regional I'm blackout. Yeah. Regional. That's the stupidest thing in the it world.
2: It is. It's,
1: it's, a, it, yeah. I it's so dumb. can't watch
4: it through the other team.
1: You nailed it. it. No yeah. You nailed it.
4: Like, no. I'm going to drive down on a Wednesday night from Fargo to watch the Twins. I mean, come on.
1: Well, John, that's uh, that's exactly it. 100%. There's the frustration when you hear in John's voice. That's exactly right. Well, I think there were stories in the Good call, John. in the
3: NFL, I think, in the 70s, of people driving. Like if you were in the Twin Cities, I think the games were not – I think you had to drive, like, to Rochester or Mankato or something yeah. to watch the
1: games. Yeah. Let's go to line two real quick. Yep, uh, that is Brad. Brad. Hey, Brad. Great name, Brad. How you doing, Brad? Not
4: bad. Uh, you got Adam Rowland uh, coming on there. So that made me think about double A and, uh, and A football. Sure. Uh, I, I think I talked to you a couple of years ago about this. I said, what's going to happen to the kids at North and South who want to play up? Now, are they going to Shanley? Because I said back then, I said, I bet a lot of these kids are going to end up going to Shanley because they want to play up. Uh, I wonder if that's happened. Uh, yeah, maybe. I wanna, I'm suspicious about this split. Uh, I just, it just, just doesn't sit well with, you know, there's a, there's a team that takes last every year. And if you, me might take last for 10 years, but you might have a year where you, where you're up there. Graphworks Central State Champs in 2006. No. Oh. The great team. It, it would happen again if they're playing up, you know. That's just the way it goes.
1: What Brad's getting at here, I think, is a lot of the. Uh, I guess I could use the word pride or school spirited yeah. playing at a high level. Family gets kids get in Moorhead too, you know? as a, yeah, as opposed to uh, you know now since in the before reclassification. we were born. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so Larry Risford used to complain about that. Yeah, they had People on every corner waiting for them to leave uh, the the uh, parochial schools, <laughs> elementary schools. Yeah.
1: Uh, I don't I, know, Brad. I, I'm curious from an individual uh, student athletes or this is the con- this is where we are. And this is our goal, and this, you know, you're selling that. Our goal is to win a
2: championship because these are our, you know, yeah, it's. it's, I'll say this, though, too. I mean, when Shanley made the move to South Fargo, it was a long time coming. We saw this coming, right? I mean, this this is what they were building for, to bring back some of the glory of what they had.
4: Well, why is it different in Fargo and Bismarck? In Bismarck, the the public schools are, they play up the Catholic school down, and it's the complete opposite in Fargo.
2: Yeah. Well Isn't Shanley's it? a different animal. I mean, it has been for well decades. I
4: mean a State Mary's. I
2: mean, well, Schmeeks
1: has had a pretty good, uh, pretty good yeah. He <laughs> did back he, in the day. He, he didn't want to. Uh, he didn't want to move up. They forced him to move up. Yeah. So they wanted <laughs> I'd be like much. trying to get Schmeeks mm-hmm. to put like not wear shorts during the course yeah. of coaching.
3: coach. You can I put. Asking, I remember asking him a few years ago. I said, the thing think about moving well, up?" Is, no,pe we're fine. From, we're at,
1: Thanks.
4: From a guy from Grand Forks who's watched high school football for fifty years, it's demeaning. For my city to
1: play at a lower level. Yeah, thanks for the call, Brad. Appreciate that. Yeah, and, and uh, sure obviously strange. proud. In my my time broadcast partner, Mike Berg, you know had coached those great uh, Central teams up. I don't. We're up against. I might have to uh, combine one. Should we take one more, Brad? Let's before take one break?
3: more. I got uh, Dwayne wants to talk uh, the about the baseball situation.
4: Hey, Dwayne. Hey, Dwayne. Thanks so much. For... You bet, hey, buddy. I grew, up in the Sh- I grew up in the Chicago area, so we had WGN as a super station. The Cubs were on for 155 games a year. Only thing is that they they would not do a West Coast trip, and the Cubs were a national team because yep. of WGN. Yeah. Nowadays, you get, nowadays you only get thirty games in Chicago on regular TV. How about that? Baseball. Baseball has killed itself.
1: How about that? Yeah, there's a reason my mother was a fan of Rafael Ramirez, by the way, because everybody got That's WTBS right. too. Oh, I, I grew up with. I could name you the and Glenn a- Hubbard. You a- know? I could name you the '84 right. Braves roster. I <laughs> mean, Ryan Sandberg was good on his own, but Ryan Sandberg had yeah. fans all over the country well, as to what Dwayne was. They saying. were
2: the true America's team, I think, because I, I think mean, so. because of that. Because and then if you had a rainy day here, well, you know, and if you worked outside like I did when I was a kid, it was a rainy day. Well, Sonny and Wrigley, and you're watching that game that afternoon. I mean, that just that's Dwayne. What was. did you
1: say the numbers were? You got 150. And they were down to what 30 some? Did I hear you say?
2: 30 some. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, unbelievable. Uh, I don't about that.
4: Or something like that. About and that. you would run home after school to catch the end of the ball game.
2: Yep, true. Yeah. That's just, very true.
1: At the very least, just see Harry leaning out that at uh, press box of the <laughs> well, seventh inning. even before it? then, you know Jack Brickhouse. Yeah. Oh, you know,
4: because yes. people, forget, people forget that Harry actually started on the south side.
1: You're right. The Sox. Great call, Dwayne. Way to, way to resurface that. Uh, good topic. Obviously, more you can text in at 35270. I don't know what the answer is. Obviously, access, Derek, as you said, uh, would help. But I, I always ask, are we in a generation where the ship has sailed? And now it's just going to take more to, to bring him back. We'll take a quick time out. Uh, more coming up. Uh, Jack Michaelshell on 740 The Fan. When I was a kid, by the way, uh, when cassette tapes were big, I remember you could send away, remember you'd get 12 cassettes for a penny if you joined this club? You know where you got those from? Terre Haute, Indiana. Did you really? Yep. I remember having... What like, a scam <laughs> that thing was. <laughs> <laughs> I remember getting cassette tapes in the mail, like Ghostbusters, Ray Parker's album, and whatever. Uh, like, you get 12 of them for a penny, but then I think you had to buy a lot more. Yes, you of them. did. But I remember that box came in, I'm like, where's Terre Haute? Anyway, I'll be there on Saturday uh, for that. Uh, I'll tell you what, this weekend, uh, we mentioned, whether it be Minnesota, North Dakota playoffs, baby, and high school playoffs, and we started the show talking about North versus South and the history between. These two schools and the rivalry that it is, and and here they sit, and and they're facing each other. And Adam Rollins, the head coach of the Fargo North Spartans, joins us today for a couple of minutes to talk a little bit about it. Adam, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Great to have you on board, uh, man. This is this is what you do. This is why you lace them up and coach. And the season usually prepares you for something like this. And looking back at that, the season has has it prepared you to continue to make a run, and if so, in what way, Adam?
0: Well, you know, going back to the summer, you know, we had our our, our sights set on obviously being a a playoff football team and and really trying to make it as far as we did or further than we did last year. And so the guys have been, you know, mentally and physically preparing, and we started off the season well, and, you know, we've had some losses along the way, you know, a close one to Fargo South. um, You know, so that, I believe, has helped us prepare, though. You know, I said in some of those losses to our guys, that that was going to help us in the future. You know, that's going to be something that we can lean on and look back on, improve upon, and we've, pro- we've improved upon many of those things that happen in those games. So, so yeah, right now it's if we look at the playoffs as a new season, you know, and, and we have one win in this new season, and, and we got another game coming up here Friday.
1: Really kind of shows where, where uh, you know, the type of club you have and the staff that you have, because when you're referencing, a, there was a juncture where you had dropped – four of five, including uh, the last two, and one of those against a very good West Fargo team, by the way, and then dropping a game against Jameson. I'm curious, Adam, what, what the message was heading into the the, the, the game with Valley City uh, because obviously uh, this team was buying what you were selling and, and they, they buckled down and, and won that football game.
0: All right, and we never lost faith through, You know, during those times. And if you look back at those games, um, you know, it really came down to, we, we did some things very, very well in those football games. Um, and, and we, but we also had some disasters and really what it came down to is we had a disastrous, uh, you know, against Jamestown three to four minutes, you know, where we had a bunch of turnovers and it really came down to turnovers in, in most of our losses this year. Um, you know, so controlling that turnover and winning the turnover battle was what we really emphasized going into Valley city. And then, you know really getting on the same page and playing our brand of football that the guys believe in um you know my offense and defensive coaches uh do a fantastic job every week game planning for the team that we're playing and and the guys they went out and they got it done
3: you were down uh, a couple scores at valley city too and uh, and you've got i imagine you're looking as a run first team peter Hago got a thousand yards he had a big game for you but you've got a you've got a nice mix there but uh I, you know t- talk about the type of runner peter uh peter Hago is for you
0: you know peter's a peter's just an all-around good athlete and he's a good kid uh works hard very very focused um you know in in school and in, in the classroom and really everything there on the field and everything that he does and and he he really has just that extra gear you know you talk about players that that have that little something extra um and at any point in time something special can happen when he's got the ball in his hands and 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 teams know that and they got a game plan for him and and you know and we have to prepare for teams game planning for him and and things like that but but he's really just a a special player um and you know obviously we love having him on our team but we have some other really good players too that complement Peter very well
1: We had this game for you, by the way, coming up on 740 The Fan, so that's great. Bob Roars behind the mic on that one. Brad, I know you will be heading out to Beulah on Saturday for Central Cast in Beulah. Adam, you know, uh, it's funny. I I mentioned I've been in Fargo a long time now, and when I first got into Fargo 35, whatever, 38 years ago, north and south was just this – and I'm sure it still is rivalry, but you can tell us. I, I know divisions change. More schools are added in the metro. The, the it it it's changed this and that. Has as is the rivalry still there in your estimation? Did did it wane a little bit, and now it's coming back? Where are we sitting? Because it truly is one of the the great clashes in in the state of North Dakota when we talk North versus South.
0: Well, I don't think that rivalry you know will never go away. North versus South, you know, and even me being from Watton. Right. Um, you know, when I grew up, we knew that that was a huge rivalry between the two schools. And, and then when Davies came in, it, it seemed like because it was South that split um, and really it was kind of media driven a little bit, you know, on creating that rivalry between South and Davies, maybe a little bit more. Sure. But now with the, the different divisions, um, you know, and Davies being in double A and, and North and South being in, in single A, you know, it really, maybe it's cranked it up a little bit. But no matter what, I mean, it, it, we could be uh, in different divisions, different whatever. There's always going to be a north-south rivalry, um, just because of the the history of it.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's one that, that, that always you got to cherish a little bit because those schools have such history between the two of them. I could ask that 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 unfair question about if you could bring one former Spartan back and one former Bruin. Back to play in this game, and then just add Adam Rowland from Wapit and watch you win the game because Adam was such a standout player. But, but I won't ask that right now. Adam, uh, What you mentioned that the game against South, tight game, 17-14. That was way back in September. Uh, how much is that particular game to use that film to prep for this one, or is that just too far back? And number two, I guess what are your concerns about uh, the Bruins and, and how they're playing now? Well, you
0: know, going back, that, that loss against them hurt. You know, and it was one that stung real hard at the time. And it was one that immediately after the game, even right after when we were in the huddle after, we just, I said, guys, we're going to play them again. And and we don't like how we feel right now. And remember how you feel at this very moment, um, knowing that, that you had them, you know. And South played very well. They fought, and they're a good football team. And at that point in time, they deserved to, to win that football game, and they did. Um, because we made just too many too many too many mistakes and couldn't get the ball in when we needed to, but we talked to the guys immediately afterwards about learning from that, letting letting it sting and letting it fester a little bit, because we were very confident that we there was a good chance we'd be we'd be playing them again, uh, and here we are.
1: Yeah, man, alive! This could be a good matchup. I like that too. I, I'd say uh, uh, I asked this of Ron Wingenbach uh, yesterday, uh, and uh, to take take uh, take south and north out of the equation and uh, be the analyst for a second, Adam, on, on Grand Forks, Red River, and Jamestown. Uh, you like that matchup, too?
0: Well, yeah, those are two very good teams. I mean, teams that, that we we played earlier in the season or, you know, really later in the season. That was part of our, our little losing streak that we had, I guess. And they're both very, very good, very physical football teams, very well-coached football teams. Um, you know, so it, it's one where... We said even going into playoffs, you know, go back to our Valley City game, now playing south, if things go our way, we look at next week, there was not going to be an easy playoff game throughout this entire stretch, and, there, and there's not. Um, so whoever comes up on top here Friday between us and south is going to face uh, extremely talented football teams, very good teams. I mean, I guess... Um, you know, I don't want to try and predict between those two. You know, I know I know right. both head coaches very well, and know that they're going to have their teams prepared and ready to go. Um, so that's going to be that's going to be a heck of a game.
1: That'll be fun. Pretty good facility there, huh? <laughs> At the University of Jamestown, Adam.
0: Yeah, you know we played there twice. Now you know, obviously we ended our season there last year in the in the semifinals and got to go out there again this year and play. And it, it's beautiful what they've wow. done there. You know, with the track and the field and. And everything
1: so yeah good place and this 11a uh hey, don't let it fool you this is this is big time good time good football right here north and south doesn't get any better than that jamestown to red river uh as, as adam just said that's going to be a barn burner too and, and whatever that title game is in the dome uh it's also going to be a tremendous game adam man thanks for taking some time uh, with us today best of luck coming up this weekend and hopefully get a chance to, uh, to chat down the road okay
0: yeah, thank you very much.
1: You got it. Adam Roland, head coach of the Fargo North Spartans, joining us today on the uh, Jack Michael Show. Take a quick one, Brad. Come back and kind of set the scene because we, we're starting to – it's hump day. We're starting to get into a busy time. We'll do that next right here on 740, The Fan. <laughs> Boy, thank you, Cass That's On that uh, fan's finest right there, I was I was listening. So the last time Central Cast won it, Tony Basil's song, Mickey, may have been
0: 1880?
1: topping the charts. Was that about in that neck of the woods there? Yeah, that was a little after that. But was it so after? You can look up and see hey, what Mickey, was the big-headed
3: uh, 1980.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with Tony Basil's Mickey somewhere in that night 1980 top billboard chart. So that's why that game was uh, – that was why they were storming the field there in Kindred and, and, and going just berserk. And now they've got to go out and see if they can recreate that in Beulah. Was that close or was it the Eagles, something oh. from the Eagles? Uh, oh, let's it. see
3: here. song's – 1980. I got Upside Down with Diana Ross. Oh. Emotional Rescue by the uh, Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones?
1: 1980. Uh, boy, I was way off. Wouldn't we, you, do you think Mickey came out in like the 70s? Uh, Maybe it was the Knack, My Sharona. Time. Was that in 1980? <laughs> Poor Brad's going, I don't know. I, uh, well. I know. I think it was after that. Uh, <clears throat> 19, you, know, you weren't that far off. 19, released in 1981. Oh, I was in the neighborhood. Oh. You say I don't get the 80s wrong. <laughs> on that tonight, 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 right here on the fan, I'll be at the uh, the Betty Englestad mm-hmm. Sioux Center, where uh, North Dakota basketball takes on Northern State. The ladies in action. Our pregame at, at six thirty, so that'll be fun to kind of get that season going. Bison man hosting Crookston tonight in an uh, exhibition uh, uh, play at the uh, at the Shack, and then tomorrow, uh, Brad, it really kicks in. We really start uh, putting our foot on the pedal uh, coming up uh, tomorrow night. Of course, you got uh, Philadelphia you got Philadelphia and and Houston on Thursday Night Football on KFGO. World Series uh, right here on on 740 The Fan. And then on 1019, uh, Jack of Ham, Fargo Force Hockey against Tri-City. And then it really kicks in (laughs) heading into a Friday. you got 11A final. You just heard from Adam Rowland. That game, Fargo North and South, will be heard here on 740 The Fan Friday night uh, on our brother station, KFGO, UND Hockey. Conference play there at Omaha, and then force action on 101.9. And then Saturday hits, and we really put our foot on the, put on the gas on Saturday because uh, UND football in Indiana State and KFGO, UND hockey and KFGO. And then, Brad, you'll be in Beulah. Uh, it's a 2 o'clock start between Central Cast and Beulah in 11B semifinals. World Series later that night, if, if of course, it pertains. And then uh, then uh, Gophers football on 101.9, Jack of against Nebraska. And just when you think they can't have any more sports on their properties, well, then Sunday hits. And, of course, the Vikings are at Washington. First game with T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, that's right. You know? So let's see what the Vikings can do. Can they just stay hot? And then Sunday night uh, football. I think Kansas City's involved in, in that game on Sunday night, uh, too. So that that's a... That is a full plate on our properties, whether it be 740 The Fan, 790 KFGO, 1019 Jack FM, and the various FMs that go with those. So it's, it's pretty good stuff. Big thanks to the techs that came in. The callers, thank you very much for taking part in the program today. Appreciate that each and every day. Our thanks to Adam Rowland, the head coach of the Fargo North Spartans, joining us today. Coming up tomorrow, not to mention junior college uh, you know, the, the science taking on uh, M-State, right? Oh, that's no love lost there. And uh, yeah, that's champion. a rivalry.
3: Uh, it, it, it has become one. Yes. And so we got a couple of years. We'll have
1: a little bit of that tomorrow. Yep. Uh, chat on that. Stick around. Common is next on the fan.